Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell, and that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and we do a show called Solid Steps Radio. If you're just finding us by accident, we hope you can find us on purpose next time, but we're a show for men by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. Now, we have a lot of lady listeners, and that's great. We love to have anybody listen to our show, but primarily our audience is men because we've always thought that men are really good at talking about sports, weather, and politics. But we need to be uh, able to talk about the things that are even more important than that. And yes, there are more important things than sports, weather, and politics because who you are and who God is is the most important things you'll ever really talk about. And what you do or do not do with the person of Jesus Christ is the most important thing you will do or not do. And we believe, men, that you are living out your destiny as a man by being a son to the Father in heaven through Jesus. And hence the name Solid Steps Radio. We want you to walk with God. So all that being said, we always talk about topics and things that we think our men would be attracted to, right? But sports is one of those things that are high on guys' lists. We like sports. Well, today we're talking about a sport of kings, and if I say the sport of kings, people may think, well, is that basketball, baseball? Well, the sport of kings is one of those that is specifically to where we're broadcasting from out of Louisville, Kentucky. Once a year, the world stares at our city to watch the sport of kings. But we also want to talk about the king of kings who our guests know even better. So, yeah, Chad, it's it, it, this time of year, it is derby time. And uh, we've got a couple guests here. Uh, one guy has been on our show numerous times, Pat Day. And uh, Pat, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you very much. Nice to be on with you. It's always good to connect with you. Always good to hear stories. I, I, I could listen to your horse racing stories like, <laughs> like all, all, all day long. And uh, so it's great to have you. And then you brought with you the chaplain at Churchill Downs, Chaplain Joseph... Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I, I'm going to have you pronounce your last name. Del Rosario. Yeah, Del Rosario. I, I, there you I, go. That's exactly, that's exactly how I, believe I would in you, say Kurt. it. But then I said, <laughs> say it like an Illinois farm boy. Yeah say, yeah, say it like I would say it in Illinois. No offense to anybody, but Del Rosario. <laughs> I think that sounds right. Not right? Golly. <laughs> uh, listeners, they were making a lot of fun of me before we started this. But anyway... um. Uh, let's let's talk. Um, how in the world did you guys get? You you both are a part of the horse racing chaplaincy ministry. Uh, obviously, Pat, you have uh, you, you you said at the beginning of the sh- or uh, in b- before the show, you ran in how many derbies? Uh, twenty two. Twenty two derbies, and you won one. One. You said one for twenty two. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you have won more races at Churchill Downs than. Anybody? Yes, sir. Like, how many have you? How many? Do you remember? Um, I think it's twenty eight hundred something. I don't know the exact number, but it's north of two thousand. So it's good to have you back, and we're we're going to talk about um, uh, your your testimony. How do you? Because you're involved deeply into the horse racing chaplaincy and the ministry at Churchill Downs and actually beyond. Mm-hmm. How, how in the world after you retired from horse racing? When you were on, riding the horses, which which was what year? Uh, I retired two thousand five. Two thousand five, and then how did you get to where you are now in the ministry? Well, I got introduced to the ministry uh, the year I came to Christ in nineteen eighty four, uh, and that's a bit uh, a bit of a misnomer. I believe that I came to Christ 
I prayed to receive Christ into my heart when I was 13. I was confirmed in Lutheran faith, and then at the kitchen table of a uh, a lady who was a Southern Baptist by denomination, and I'm I'm not to denigrate or, or endorse any particular denomination. I'm going to talk about Jesus. But uh, she shared with me about Jesus and then asked me to pray with her, and I did. Uh, it had no profound immediate effect upon me, but I believe that from that moment forward, God was directing my footsteps. Uh, ultimately, out of the mountains of Colorado, into the great sport of horse racing, where it was obvious he had blessed me with tremendous talent and ability. Uh, he allowed me to run absolutely crazy for 10 years, endeavoring to self-destruct, I call it. Uh, he allowed me to climb to the top of the highest mountain. I became leading rider in North America. I discovered that that did not give me the, the joy, the peace, and contentment that I was led to believe that it would. Uh, and ultimately, that led me to the foot of the cross at the conclusion of a Jimmy Swigert televised crusade in a hotel room in Miami, Florida on January 27th of 1984. Immediately after that, I thought I was being called into the ministry. Uh, not sure exactly what to do. Uh, we, we traveled down to the racetrack in Arkansas. First day uh, on the backside in the barn area, uh, a friend of mine, Sam Maple, was walking around with this guy with a cowboy hat on, which got my attention. But he hollered at me and said, Pat, come and meet our new chaplain. And that was my introduction to the racetrack chaplaincy. I went over and met a fellow named Mike Spencer, became my best friend and spiritual mentor. Uh, I shared with him my, my uh, situation. I, I unsure about what to do. He said, let's pray about it. Novel idea. We prayed about it. <laughs> and through the, the process of praying and searching the scriptures, the Lord revealed to me that he, in fact, saved me to work within the industry, not to leave it. Then, as now the only vehicle that's actively endeavoring to bring the gospel message to the horse racing industry is the racetrack chaplaincy. And so I became, uh, you know, Im immersed in the, in the chaplaincy, involved with the chaplaincy, supportive of the chaplaincy, uh, continued to ply my trade for the next 22 years. Then the Lord led me to retire from riding and commit my time full-time to sharing the gospel specifically through the ministry of the racetrack chaplaincy. You, you would not be where you are today uh, as a man and as a Christian without this ministry, that how its influence in your life. Oh, amen. Amen. Um, Mike Spencer, uh, as I said, that was my introduction to the, to the ministry, but it, it was not just Mike, but other chaplains throughout the country that prayed with me, prayed for me, mentored me, guided me, directed me, encouraged me, uh, became the best of friends with a man named Salty Roberts, who was the founder, actually. He'd had the vision for the racetrack chaplaincy 50-some years ago. Uh, he was a racetracker, uh, galloped horses in the morning, worked in the parking lot in the afternoon, caught up in the throes of alcoholism, uh, contemplated suicide one night, and somehow, uh, we know, uh, but people would say, uh, coincidentally, a religious track wound up in his hand. He read it, got convicted, came to Christ, and then had a burden on his heart for the people that he worked with. Mm -hmm. And so out of that, he said, we, we, need, we need to bring church to them. They can't get off the track and go to a church of their choice. Let's bring church to them. And, and you um, helped at, at Churchill Downs, you helped raise funds and talk just a little bit about the, the chapel there. Uh, yeah, it, it, initially uh, they had a chaplain at Churchill Downs, but only during the live race meet. We had horses training at Churchill Downs year round between there and trackside. And we said, man, our ministry is to the people that work with the horses, not the people in the grandstand. We felt uh, myself, Elliot Walden, Bill Mayen and a, and a fellow writer named Larry Melanson, we, we said, we need a chaplain full-time. So we approached the, the council at the time, shared with them the, 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 the desire that we had for a full-time chaplain. They said, well, you know, we, we agree, but we don't have any money. 
And we said, we'll, we'll raise the money. And so we did. We went out and got a full-time chaplain. Immediately thereafter, uh, we were having our weekly services in the rec hall. We ran out of space. And so we approached Churchill Downs with the prospect of building a building specific for worship. And they were in total agreement. They, they allocated some ground, said they would help with the, the, some of the site preparation. But we had to raise the money to build the building. And so we went out and started knocking on doors, and, and God had moved upon the hearts of his people. They were very benevolent and generous and supportive, and uh, we were able to build the building that we're currently uh, housing the ministry in the Christ Chapel on the backside of Churchill Downs. At the conclusion of our conversation with Churchill Downs, uh, you know, as we, they said, yeah, we'll, we'll do this for you. At the end of the conversation, but they said, one condition. And, of course, we all looked at each other and go, oh, what, what, what is the condition? <laughs> they said, it's got to look like a church. It's got to look like a church. And so there's a steeple at the top of Christ Chapel that you can see from the front side, awesome. a representative of, of what God is doing uh, through our chaplain, uh, Joseph Del Rosario, and the team on the backside of Churchill Downs. That's awesome. I love that, I love that Churchill folks said yes, yes to that and wanted to make it look like a church. And then, Joseph, you came on board uh, as the chaplain how long ago? Uh, in 2017. 2017, and you. So this is this is going to be your fifth derby. Yep, that's right. And well, that's exciting. How in the world did you get involved in horse racing ministry? Yeah, well, um, I mean, I became a Christian when I was 15, uh, when the Lord really pushed my heart to read His Word. Like it kind of came out of the blue, um, and actually saw this commercial for a free Bible, called it, started reading it, and started to see that Jesus is one who invites us to himself, that in, like in the Lord's Prayer, we can come to him and ask for forgiveness. And how in the book of Hebrews, he is the great high priest who invites us to his throne mm -hmm. to receive mercy and find grace. He invites us so we can approach with confidence because of what he did. And so I was convinced by that. Um, and actually, when I went to college, the intention was to be a lawyer and then um, be a Christian as a lawyer. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to come back to your story, how in the world God led you to Churchill Downs and the ministry that is happening every day. We're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Before we jump back into Joseph's story, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Ellen and Credit Union. They have sponsored our show and we are very thankful that they would help us out. They help people in the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for their with their financing in regards to personal uh, checking, business. LNN Credit Union can help you out. Vision First Eye Care. They are in eleven different cities in the Kentuckyana area, six Louisville locations. Vision First Eye Care. And we also want to thank Frank Enterprises. If you have some water outside your house that is not going where it's supposed to go, septic tank, land drainage, landscaping, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. And by the way, in the first segment, if you didn't hear our, our, our first segment, if you're just picking us up, Pat said, he, he said, I don't, somewhere north of 2,400, it was 2,482 wins you've had at Churchill Downs. So that's, that's how many wins you've The most of all time. Yeah. Is anybody knocking on your door to, to, to break that? Mm, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody broke 1,000. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're still safe. For a day or two. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so we'll get back to you, Pat, in just a second. But, uh, Joseph, you are you got converted when you're 15. Mm -hmm. You're in college. You yep. think you're going to go into law school. Uh, law school. Yep. You think you're going to be an attorney, and God has different plans. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Uh, October of my first semester in, in college, I got involved with a campus ministry called Crew, 
And I really want to keep learning about the Bible. So I started attending their Bible studies, uh, went to church, did all their Bible studies, went to church twice on Sunday. I mean, it was a huge difference for me. And uh, in the in the in the following twelve months, the Lord really moved to make me notice. Oh, I really love talking to people about Jesus, teaching them the Bible, and I think I want to do this. And I didn't know what that looked like. So um, by the end of December of my sophomore year, I said, "Okay, I want to go to seminary. I want to go into ministry, whatever that looks like." And so I set my face to seminary. Came to Louisville, Kentucky. Once I was done at USF. Uh, went to uh, Southern Seminary, studied there, got my MDiv. But during my time there, I got to meet one of the previous chaplains at Churchill, which is how I got involved because he brought me over. I got to see the track, got to see the people, and so I wanted to to serve there because we we were exposed to it. Um, my, uh, our church, my church at the time, um, were serving in different capacities there, and uh, yeah, fell in love with the people there. Most of the people are are Hispanic. Um, and there's a bit of a tie with my family because my dad, yeah, well, a lot of the people at the track who worked there came from outside the country to take care of their families back home. And so my dad did the same. He came out from Peru in order to take care of his family. Um, That's very So cool. I want to serve at the track. Yeah. So to talk to our listeners about what you do kind of day in and day out as a chaplain at Churchill Downs. Yeah. So... Um, a lot of the people are working there seven days a week in the mornings, um, maybe get up three or four o'clock in the morning. Uh, some start later and earlier, um, but basically they're out there four o'clock in the morning uh, till about nine, 10, 11, uh, taking care of the horses, getting them ready to train on the track, um, grooming them, cleaning them, uh, walking them out, exercising them, etc. So they're being trained. They're being trained. They're racehorses. And so while they're working, uh, I have the privilege of walking around and, and talking to them of making conversations, building relationships, and really uh, being a, a friend to them, or that is the goal. So building relationships in order that they know someone that they can feel safe talking to. And that, that, that's, what, that's what we're doing. Because Christ has shown his love for me, and so I want to share that love with them. Like, he gave me hope. He gave me joy through the gospel, and I want them to know the same. Because they came here. A lot of people came here from outside the country looking for this hope, looking for some kind of of, of means to take care of their family. But that means nothing if they don't know Jesus, because in the end— they need his forgiveness for their own sin, just like I did. So you you mentioned before that we even started the show that about 75% or even more of your time is with the backside workers, yeah. um, those who are just doing taking care of the horses. Yeah, that's right. And um, so you, you are on—you <laughs> have a busy job. Yeah, yeah. There's about 1,000 people working back there. 600 live on the backside. And so it really is its own little city community in Louisville. Uh, with its own little culture, its own language of, of, of horsemanship, uh, Pat definitely knows that. He knows it very well, and so it, it was. It was kind of like I mean, it, it is like a missionary going into a different context and having to learn these things. Yeah, and so I, I just love that because that really is the what the incarnation of Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. He came to our world. That's right. And lived and died for us. And and God has called you to go into and live in their world. Um, where where where? How far do you live from Churchill Downs? Like twelve minutes. Oh, that's awesome. 
Uh, actually, I live pretty close to the training center that Churchill has. So it's another 100 people over there on, off Poplar level. And, and so you're back and forth, but mostly at Churchill Downs. Yeah, mostly. So um, talk to us also about uh, what happens on Monday nights. Yeah, so um, you know, we, we have a, chirp, a chapel on the backside, as Pat was talking about. And so we, we seek to serve our population. We have church services on Mondays, uh, having an English uh, a church service on at 5.30, do a dinner at 6.30, and then at 7 starts the Spanish service. And then throughout the week, we have Bible studies, and we have volunteers who, who work the clothing closet, uh, food pantry. Uh, basically, back there, you have the entire socioeconomic spectrum. You have the rich, poor, and everything in the middle. And so we're, we're taking care of the physical needs of those who really need it. Um, but in the end, everyone needs to know Jesus, and people are lonely. And so we try to build a bridge to them and Jesus, and it's by building relationships. How many volunteers do you have that, that serve alongside you in these different capacities, would you say? Oh, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> but on a, um, on a regular basis, um, about 15, I would say. Um, 15, 20, but there's, there's more who, who, uh, come more irregular, uh, taking care of the clothing closet, pantry, children's ministry, because there's about 170 kids in the backside community. Um, not living on the backside, but, uh, in the surrounding areas they're, of but the, their, their parents their are pa- involved. Their family are on the backside. Yep. And they're so, working. yeah, well, that's incredible. And so we try to take care of their whole, you know, every part of their lives and, and how the gospel relates and, 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 and brings hope and deals with their circumstances. You, you are a very holistic ministry. Yeah, you can, yeah, that's right. I that's, mean, you, you, it's a good word. Yeah, I mean, you, you are really after how do we help them from A to Z and, and, and in the middle of all that is pointing them to Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So uh, uh, building a bridge and undis- discipling them, not just leaving them, but uh, growing them in the word, pointing them to the word and, and, and helping them mature in that. When, when the racing is primarily over, it starts um, in the spring, um, what's wh- about what time frame? Uh, last Saturday of April is the first day of Saturday of, of races. Okay. And then it goes to the end of June. Um, and then they start back up a couple weeks in September and then all of November. So you're preaching the English service and then you're preaching the Spanish service. Is that right? Yep. That's right. And so w- w- do you bring this guy, you bring Pat along to ever preach? He has. Yeah. I mean, hey, he loves Jesus. He knows the word, and he—I mean—he preaches whether I ask him or not, whether it's in the chapel that like or that out day. on the backside. I mean, he is an ambassador of Christ. I love this. So. I love that. He preaches whether you ask him or not. That's a good—that's a good description of Pat David. I like that. I like that reputation. Yeah, that, you know what, yeah. Pat? What? Uh, that's what God calls us to. Yeah, amen. That's right. Yep. Right. We are ambassadors, ministers of the gospel. Uh, listeners, if you don't know this, um, this is something that Chad and I started over six years ago. Before every show that we record, we get on our knees to pray. Mm. And it's just like, because this is this is about the Lord. This, this is his ministry, and we're desperate. We need his grace and help and power. But Joseph, in your prayer, which I, I just loved it, you, you mentioned um, that... It's all of our responsibility mm-hmm. as Christians mm-hmm. that we're all ministers of the gospel, mm-hmm. and um, that's the perspective that I, you know, that we have. You know, Chad's in real estate. I happen to be a pastor, but we're all 
in ministry together. Amen. And uh, Pat, I've, I've just uh, loved that about you over the years, um, hearing your heart to communicate the gospel. And whether you're on a horse or whether you're retired from horse racing, you're still an ambassador of Christ. Yeah. If well, I may interject real quick, you walk around the backside, you find Pat Date back there. He is preaching to somebody. He is sharing the gospel. I mean, I see it almost all the time. Oh, that's sweet. So, we're gonna we're gonna pick that up because I I, I know you got, you're ready to sh- share something, but we got to take a break right now. So we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back in a couple more segments. We're gonna hear more about what does it look like to work with the folks who are taking care of the horses, the people who own the horses. So we'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, Bright Star Home Care. Now, if you have a loved one who is in need of home care, whether that is one day a week or 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care can help your loved ones in, on that journey. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about what a wise retirement looks like, Dan Hart Financial can sit down and talk with that uh, about that process with you. And then Smother, Southern Smoke Catering, my favorite sponsor, which, by the way, have you had any Southern Smoke lately? It's, it's been a little while. I know. It's time for some Southern Smoke. So if Chris is listening to this, which he's probably is watching us on Facebook, uh, Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue. They are the uh, catering-only, award-winning barbecue catering company. SouthernSmokeCatering.com. Put some South in your mouth is their uh, tagline. So, And we also want to thank Louisville Podcast Studios. If you're watching or listening to our show right now, uh, podlu.com p-o-d-l-o-u.com if you want a professional state-of-the-art first-class podcast contact podlu.com and they will help you out chip will do a fantastic job yes he will so okay so joseph um before we get back to you i want to hear your story about um uh what you were going to share right before the break but pat you 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 go to the backside a lot and you are preaching the gospel well you know i i think it's um uh, as members of the body of Christ, it's not an option; it's a commandment. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the the Great Commission is to all who call Jesus their Savior. We're to go and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, obviously, that begins with evangelizing. Mm. In, in, in evangelizing, we, mm-hmm. we 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 need to introduce them to the person of Jesus Christ, and then disciple them, as Joseph had alluded to earlier. You know, we want them to grow and then replicate themselves. We want mm. them to come on, get on fire for Jesus, and take that back into their into their barns and and in, into their networks, and and in so doing, expand the the gospel throughout the backside. Yeah, mm. that's good stuff. That is eternal stuff. Joseph, you were uh, about ready to share a story, uh, just ha- something yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the a particular um, uh, hot walker by the name of Miguel. Uh, I stopped to talk to him, and he 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 was he was not doing so well. Um, he was having some conflict with some of the workers in his barn, and um, you know I told him to come on by uh, whenever he he was available and and talk to me. And, you know I'm I'm there to serve, and I mean I told him hey come get some coffee. And so uh, later he came and got some coffee. Um, I think like a three hours later. And so uh, we start talking over coffee. He starts sharing about what's going on, some of the conflict that he's having with some of his coworkers. I don't want to get into too much detail, but sure, he was sure. he was sharing about this conflict. And uh, we started talking about how Christ uh, calls us to, 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 to love our enemies. And even if they are, they're treating us badly, that we're to respond with love. If, if your enemy, um, 
need something to drink, give it to them. If you need something to eat, give it to them. Um, and to be a living sacrifice, as Paul says in Romans 12. And so it, it, he started to have this epiphany, like he was start, he was understanding, and his, his, his facial reaction started to get a little more, like, like that aha moment, mm. We're like, huh. Uh, and he started to realize, you know, he wasn't really asking God for help. Um, and so we started going through the gospel and how that impacts our lives and our relationships. Um, because these conflicts were, were people who wanted him to leave. And I was encouraging him to, hey, well, Jesus says to, to, to love our neighbors and show compassion. And that might even change their minds. But really, above all, you're called to be an ambassador of Christ. So, hey, why don't you go and tell them how Jesus loves them and how you're going to love them too, even if they treat you badly? And so this morning, actually, I walked by his barn and he was really grateful. Uh, his disposition was much joyful. And he said, like, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm going to do. You helped me to see uh, how I should be living. And that was just, that was just amazing. I wish I had more time because there's so much more I could say. Well, I, I mean, anytime you bring truth, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And basically, you were just, you were just pointing him back to truth yeah. because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That's right. And you're, you're just pointing him back to Jesus. And anytime that we can point others to the truth, mm-hmm. man, what an incredible privilege that is yeah so even in his conflict the gospel had a a lot of application um, because jesus was our greatest example of how to deal with people those who do love us and those who really act like our enemies and he i mean we have a lot of resources to deal with anything in life oh that's awesome you know people think that the gospel is just so that we can get to heaven Mm. and and that's true Mm -hmm. but so much more. There's so it's a much, treasure. It's there's so much more. I mean, God gave us His Word, the Bible, with with so much wisdom that is applicable to every situation in life, both good and bad. We're giving principles to help us live, and so for Him, He was able to be an ambassador. He was encouraged to be an ambassador of Christ, which sometimes means not fighting for your honor, but displaying the love of Christ, which glorifies God's honor which glorifies God, which illuminates his honor, because he's already honorable. And, and you doing this, I, I, I can just, I, I hear it in your voice. This gives you incredible joy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get to pour your life into others mm-hmm. for the glory of Jesus and for the gospel. And uh, it's just, it's, it's cool to hear and see you, you know, Christ in you and him mm-hmm. working through you. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about how you guys do ministry. Um, it's not just to the backside workers. Mm-hmm. It's, let's talk. Uh, you, you also minister to the owners, mm-hmm. to the trainers. Mm-hmm. Talk talk a, a, about that a little bit, you guys. Yeah, um, and 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 some of the the uh, executives and, and office workers um, because it's it's anyone we come across. We're there. We we've been invited there. We're guests there. And as as long as we're there, we want to be ambassadors of Christ. And so. Um, we get to build re- those relationships with the trainers. Um, not every single owner comes to the backside, or I don't see every single owner. But those who do, you know, I have the privilege of getting to meet them. And some of them have become our supporters. Some of them have become our volunteers. Um, one of them came to the chapel yesterday with a bunch of donations. And, and she's always trying to, to bring donations. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge 
it, it is a privilege. There's access that others, other pastors don't have. And so it's, it's just a huge blessing. Chad, we were, we were talking about how you guys are ministering, you know, you got millionaire, billionaire folks, yeah. and then you've got folks who, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge to put food on the table and to take care of their family, and yet you you minister to that huge spectrum. Mm-hmm. You were mentioned in the break about how uh, sometimes the owners will come and they are really really listening mm-hmm. to the backside um, workers. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, Pat. Well, obviously, the, the they have these uh, million-dollar or multi-million-dollar horses in the care of these individuals. And uh, so when they come to the barn, uh, they they want to hear what they have to say, and they hang on every word. You know, they're they're very in tune to what, what the individual is telling them about their horse, how he's acting or she's acting, what their disposition is, how they conduct themselves in the stall, and and uh, and, and the grooms, I got to tell you, they for the most part, they love their horses. So when you when you take that scab off, when when you encourage them just a little bit to share with you about their horses, it'd be like you talking about your baby. <laughs> it'd be like a person talking about their children, and uh, you know they they just love them, and so then they go on about how they're acting and doing, and you know the the nuances that they have, and and uh, which is just a sight to behold. I bet. I I I'm sure you see. Uh, those who are Christians, mm-hmm. backside workers who are Christians, mm-hmm. and their influence on the owners. Mm-hmm. Talk about that just a minute, Joseph. Yeah, um, thankfully there are uh, Christians who who want to share the faith um, and want to be a beacon of light to to well anyone who comes to their barn, um, whether it's the trainers, fellow workers, um, or the owners that come by. Um, um, yeah. Well, I think that in in Again, we're broadcasting here from Louisville, Kentucky, so it's a different game here in Louisville than other places in around America where the horse racing industry is just ingrained as part of our, our society. So uh, we're going to take a break and come back here on the fourth and final segment and hear a little bit more about how this ministry is not just about uh, in the backside only. It's it's really it's about people. And the, the intriguing part about horse racing is not the horses. A lot of times it's the people, right? And so, uh, so we're going to take a break, come back in our fourth and final segment and talk more about uh, the Kentucky Derby, Churchill Downs, and how all of these come together here at this backside uh, chaplaincy. So we'll take a break, be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, Iroquois Family Cosmetic Dentistry. Uh, they're minutes away from Churchill Downs, Dr. Eric Veal and Leah Viola. We want to thank them for sponsoring our show, and they have multiple locations in the Louisville area. The Southeast Outlook, they've been writing the stories that God has been writing for two, what, two decades now. So Southeast Outlook is is a great publication and sponsor of our show. And then Veritech Generator, if you have a home or business that needs a generator serviced or installed, Veritech Generators can take care of that. So Joseph, you are the chaplain at Churchill Downs, Mm -hmm. but this ministry expands beyond Churchill. You've got some buddies who are doing ministry in other areas. Talk about that. Yeah, that's right. So the Kentucky Racetrack Chaplaincy covers five different tracks uh, in Kentucky and, and Ohio. Uh, and Pat is the uh, awesome president uh, who, you know, like a jockey, whips us along for the sake of Jesus, for the name of Christ. And so, yeah, uh, Pavel is up in, in Cincinnati and Florence at Turfway and Belterra. 
And then Jesus Amaya is down at Ellis Park uh, and then uh, covers Kentucky Downs as well. And so I get to be here at, at Churchill. And listeners, I had the joy of leading these guys on a retreat. Oh, my goodness. What was what, two or three, four months ago, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah. And uh, we just had a great time together. And I go, yeah. I've got to get these guys on, you know, the, the local guys. Uh, on. And so it's just really a joy to have you guys on and share your story. Um, Pat, you, you got a phone call after you retired. Um, and uh, talk about what we talked about in the break about the the, the race that's named after you. Talk well, about that. You know, I've I've been th- this industry has been so incredibly good to me, and uh, and Churchill Downs specifically. But several years ago, I'd gotten a call from Kevin Flannery, who was then the president, and he said, "Pat, uh, uh, there's a race that's always been historically ran on the Saturday before the Derby, called uh, the the Trial, a Derby Trial." And he said, "It's sort of lost its place." and we'd like to move that to Derby Day and name it the Pat Day Mile. And I was, with your permission, and I was like, of course. Uh, you know, blown away, tremendously blessed. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to have a, a race named after you. Uh, that's a tremendous honor. Mm. Uh, but what I like to talk about is the race of life. Uh, you know, we're all caught up in the race of life. We're all in the race of life, running rapidly towards the finish line. Uh, we just don't know where the finish line is. Uh, but the last time I checked, death was 100%. And at the moment of death, you're, 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 by your own determination, by your own decision, you're, you're going to one or two places. There is a literal heaven and there is a literal hell. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you have by faith invited him into your heart to be your Lord, to be your Savior, to be your friend, to receive the forgiveness of your sins, to be reconciled unto God, you thereby get your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And not if, but when that inevitable time comes that you would draw your last breath, You'll be ushered into the immediate presence of Almighty God, where you have the privilege of running and reigning forever in a place called heaven. Uh, the Bible has endeavored to describe heaven, and it says that the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, nor the mind conceived of the things that God has in store for those that love him. Uh, streets are paved with gold. Uh, can you imagine running around on streets of gold? Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know that the streets are paved with gold, but it's going to be a place where uh, we're we're going to bask in the glow and the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we're going to reign forever. Eternity is a long time. And I would encourage anybody and everybody who has never taken advantage of the opportunity uh, to invite Christ into their life, uh, that they would do so. Today is the day of salvation. Uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are saved. Saved by grace through faith, not by works, but we're saved on two good works. So you men out there uh, that are listening, and women, anybody that would be listening, if you have claimed Christ as your Savior, uh, don't sit back on your laurels. Be about making disciples. Tell somebody about the awesome love of God and what he has done for you and what he means to you. Uh, Joseph, you're a chaplain. I think this guy could be a preacher. I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Uh, Can he ride horses as good as he preaches? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you ever get on horses? It's been a long time. I used to get on these quarter horses um, when my mom would take us to the mall, and we had to put a quarter in, and they just... Quarter horses. Yep, quarter horse. But no, no, I don't get on any real horse. It'd be nice. Oh, my God. I'm afraid to get hurt, you know? Then I'm down for the count. Yeah, oh, my golly. Hey, Pat, thank you for sharing, and... I, every time I get to hear you, I love how God 
you, 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 I mean, you've, you've been so successful riding horses. Um, I mean, you're a legend, but you, it just pales in comparison of your passion for Jesus mm. and for the kingdom of God and to proclaim the gospel. And I just, um, it's just beautiful. Well, I, I appreciate that, um, Kurt. But, you know, <clears throat> the racing career was just for this express purpose. Uh, you know, I tell people, that when I look back at my career, I got to look down because I believe what the Lord has me, blessing me with the privilege of doing today is decidedly more important and longer lasting than all of the races. And for me personally, decidedly more rewarding and fulfilling than the incredibly successful racing career. You know, the Bible says that all of heaven rejoices over one repentant sinner. And uh, so... The angels throw a cosmic party. Yes. When, yes. when, and, when a person is converted. And I like to be a part of starting a party. Uh, <laughs> Bigger than you know, the Derby. Hell. Bigger than hell. the Derby. Bigger than the Derby is for sure. But really, it, it, you know, there, there's no joy like the joy of being a part of leading one into the knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus mm. Christ. Uh, encouraging them in their walk with the Lord, as Joseph had shared just a moment ago with the person that he was able to minister to and share with and, and share the truth of, of God's Word with him and the profound effect that, he seen, that it had upon him. <clears throat> the very next day, he said he's, his whole countenance had changed, and he was, you know, uh, to, to see that change in somebody is, is uh, it, it's more rewarding than winning the Derby. I, I was going to say, okay, you won one Derby, you won three Preakness, five— th- Five Preakness, three Belmont, but there's nothing like leading somebody to Jesus. No, Mm. no, everything else pales in comparison, (laughs) and that has eternal consequences. Amen, amen. uh, Joseph, Pat, thank you so much for coming in. It's always a joy and delight to have you and Joseph now to join us and be a part of this. We're we're just uh, cheering you guys on and what you guys do for the gospel and. what God's doing in and through you. So thanks for coming in. Joseph, would you pray us out? Would you pray for us guys that we will be men of boldness, mm. that we will be men of courage, and that we will proclaim the gospel, mm. that God would use us? Would you pray for us? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, for the grace that you have shown us in Christ and the fact that you love humanity so much to send your Son, mm. uh, not to condemn sinners, but to save them. And so, Lord, for those who are listening, we pray that you would save those who don't know you, that they would come to know you and see the true treasure that is in Christ, that is greater than the prize of the Derby, that is greater than any fame or treasure that could be had here, and that that is so much uh, richer um, um, than what any jockey would hope as Pat testifies. Lord, those who trust you, may you push us, push us to, 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 to trust you more and more in increasing measure that we would know the depth and the love of Christ. And Lord, that we would be faithful to be ambassadors of Jesus in everything we do, around everyone we come across, not because we are earning salvation, but because we are thankful that Christ has saved us. Lord, may your spirit give us strength to do that faithfully. May you help us to have that mindset as ambassadors of Christ, as children of God who've been forgiven, as those who have victory in Jesus already, who have crossed the finish line and will cross the finish line. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Pat. And, uh, you know, listeners, I just want to encourage you. God has a plan for you. 
He wants you to follow him and to obey him and to be used by him. Well, we, we've, um, we've done a show here that talks a lot about horse racing. And again, Pat summed it up so well, the race of life. So uh, guys, there's more to life than the rat race. Mm-hmm. And we can run around our circles in regards to what we're supposed to do for work and uh, relationships. But at the end of the day, that finish line that Pat talked about is the finish line that we will be measured by. So we hope that if you are not walking with Jesus, that you will begin today or very soon. And we just want to be a tool in your toolbox. Hey, we'd love to hear from any feedback. If you like the show, hate the show, hey, let us know. We'd like to know and and give us some feedback about what you think. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to SoundCloud or iTunes. And if you want to hear those shows in their entirety, thanks to our great sponsors, go to those places and type in Solid Steps Radio and you can listen to them at any time. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a good Derby Day. I hope you have a winner, and we hope you follow Jesus.